So, um, here we go. Uh, universe or opposing forces, whatever you may be, you've not stopped me because of my chipped tooth. Um, yeah, if you uh, listen to the other one, I don't know how it turned out yet. I'm going to have to put the volume because I just recorded it, but uh, I'm doing <clears throat> the second round of this because um, the other one was a little long, but if you didn't know, I just chipped my tooth. And it was sort of crazy because uh, I was chomping on ice like I usually do. And um, when I did that, I <laughs> I don't know. I was just sitting there and it came out and I was like, oh, damn. All right. Well, that sucks. So anyways, what I'm just going to look at it tomorrow. We'll go from there. But uh, hopefully I'll remind you to update about the missing tooth and what has happened. So, um, my name's Devin K. Shashi Christensen, and yes, I have two middle names. Um, K is my uncle, and um, he is part of my middle name. Um, he's an awesome uncle and my dad's twin brother, so um, it's cool. They're identical twins. Um, and identical married twins, which means that he's uh, left-handed. My dad, my dad is right-handed, so um, <clears throat> sort of cool. And so, anyways, um, and then Shashi is uh, stands for sun in the sky or sun, like a father and son. Um, I'm not sure which one it is. It might have two meanings, but. Um, or I might be completely wrong. I don't know. Uh, but that was <laughs> what I was told. And so that's sort of cool. And uh, that was somebody that my parents had known. Um, his name was Shashi. And then Devin is uh, from Devin Durant that played for BYU, uh, which is Brigham Young University. And he played there. My parents had liked him. And so they picked his name. And they actually met him later sometime, I think, at a fireside or something they were saying. And they told him that. And he was like, oh, that's cool. He's like, yeah, I've had that happen before. So my unique name that I thought was cool is not really that unique anymore, I guess. But, um, yeah, so um, I'm doing this podcast. Um, it's partly because I have wrote a book. It's called Pitchography. And Pitchography... Um, I will go into that really quick, sort of, too. Um, pitchography was, okay, so my dream, this is actually Liquid Sessions, which is, um, Liquid Sessions is a part of this place called Liquid Air, which um, <clears throat> I um, also like. Actually, I've gone to the wrong place. <clears throat> so... That's how I go edit it. It's through Squarespace, if you want to know. So this pictography, um, I wrote a top 10 chapter of all my favorite bands. And these are some of them that you'll see. And I'll talk about these bands and why they made my top 10. Um, and it took a long time. Like, I, I go into that in these chapters, and I'm doing these read-throughs. And um, in these chapters... Um, you can be like, oh, there's more than 10. Yeah, so there's three other unrated bands, and I showed you this. So whatever. You're going to see either way if you went to the 
website, which is liquidsessions.com right here. So if you went here, then you could follow through with me if you want. And so right now I'm in health. Um, and there's some pictures, you know, it's like sort of web exclusive, but I'm sort of making it online too. Um, I was trying to figure out how to do a, um, <coughs> like, like how to display on the other monitor. Cause I didn't know how to record it because it's going through airplay. I guess I could direct connect it and see if it would record that way through the computer, but this seemed easier it's with my iphone sorry if it's not perfect but you can still read along and follow like with me um online um you know that helped me out give me um more hits you know i'm not making any money off of this right now i hope to uh one day and you'll uh figure out what part of my dream is but this pictography sorry what i was getting into uh was the pictography is um it's basically about um me doing a pitch uh towards uh sir richard branson and holly branson um that are the uh you know the exemplars and the people that own uh virgin empire and virgin empire you know is a lot bigger than um just cell phones you know he has his hand in a lot of things um some things went good some things went great some things went bad you know um, that's talk of business when you're a billionaire, you know, and you're in everything. And the reason that I want him and, uh, Holly, um, Sir Richard Branson and Holly to do this is because, um, you know, I'd be in a lot of different sectors of Virgin, you know, it'd be in leisure, it'd be in, uh, Virgin entertainment, it'd be in Virgin music, it'd be, you know, in a new part of resorts, because this would be a different kind of resort, and it'd also be in a venue. Like, the one thing I didn't get, you know, Sir Richard Branson, if you're listening, or if somebody's listening that knows him, and you tell him about this, and he just listens to this first big part of this, um, is basically, you know, the why don't you have a venue? Like, <clears throat> you don't have a venue yet. This is right up your alley. It's actually right up your daughter's alley of for Holly Branson and this Virgin Disruptor. Like, this is what this is. You know, she was looking for this a few years back. And, you know, I tried to get your attention, um, you know, saying it to your headquarters. That took a long time because I had to call a thousand different places to see where it was at. And I sent it to London. It got denied three times and sent back to me. And I'll show you guys a picture of that as well. Um, so there's proof, you know, and <clears throat> I've been trying to do this since, uh, about 2011, uh, to get your attention. And I know it's taken forever to do a podcast. I've tried different ways. You know, I wanted to write a book, um, showing you that I did care about music and this is my life. You know, this is what drove me. And a lot of it was because of the health and the trials I have, and they still continue today. You know, I'm seeking a kidney transplant as my previous one had failed and that lasted about three years and um since then you know it's been crazy but um this pitch is towards you and so like it's an ography though like an ography like i was thinking like a biography or an audiobiography which is sort of is because it talks about my life and how these bands have influenced it and music plays a hundred percent into my life all the time so um this is a musician's resort and it's both public and private and it has you know uh suites villas um 
I have the whole layout designed, um, debating about putting it up online. It is copyrighted. Um, I did do that. Um, but you know, people can still take things and it's sort of crazy. So I'm trying to debate what I want to do, but if, uh, it needs to come to it, you know, people will know that's there and maybe the court will do it either way. I mean, it's sort of interesting how that works. Um, and I don't have enough money to get a lawyer right now to think about that. But um, it's all costs out to the penny. It is a business plan. It's ready to go. Um, since 2011, you know, the main thing I didn't do was the construction cost. But I put an approximation in there. And um, with it, it would generate over about $15 million profit. And yes, that is profit. Um, and it would probably go up from there as I would delve into different areas and you know, negotiations would happen. I don't know what it would do, but it would generate a decent amount of money because it is a venue, a restaurant, and a record store, and it and it does have recording studios. Um, like I said, it's like a musician's resort that's both public and private, and um, I just recently designed it where I have hotel rooms going up straight through the middle, sort of like a, an, a, a Luxor, you know, in Vegas, like that, where it's open. Um, but there probably might be things like, you know, like in part of it, but it would be like out, like, I don't know how to, it protrude from the openings, um, sort of like a little archway and you'd have different things behind it. But I'll get into that later. Um, but it's something that's, you know, it's up their alley. Uh, that's my dream. It's huge. Um, a lot of it would be marketed back into charity um, because, you know, I've all wanted to do that since I got sick. You know, people have been awesome to me and I've been super blessed. And so why wouldn't I want to return that favor to whoever I want to, a stranger that, you know, might pay it forward or, um, you know, just someone like me that has a dream that you know i won't let it die and i can't and you know um this is what this talks about you know this this right here this health and some trials this paramore quote like i mean it's paramore quote i can't talk right now um that paramore quote says shifting your weight to throw off the pain well you can ignore it but only for so long and um with my life like uh I don't know. It's been pretty interesting. We're going to delve into it right now. So this read-through has started. Um, and uh, I'll talk more about little random things. This was sort of cool about a read-through from the actual author that did it. Um, you can get some insight of whatever is on my mind. And, you know, I might have some breaks. Um, I do have a tiny bladder because I am on dialysis. I'm on hemodialysis, which is where I go get hooked up to a fun machine for four hours a day, which is like a part-time job three times a week. And um, it's not, I mean, it sucks because I've been on it for about a year and a half um, from there into PD, which is peritoneal dialysis. And I'll get into all of this, um, through this. And so if you're wondering what that is, just, you know, follow along or you can look it up, um, or just skip ahead and read whatever you want to do. Um, but on this hemodialysis, um, they say that one year is equal to five years of your life. 
And so I've been on it for about three, probably, f probably four years, I guess, in my lifetime between that and peritoneal dialysis because I previously had my kidney fail um, a while back ago. And so the one I did have that was transplanted, failed for three years. And so um, I've been on dialysis since 2016. Um, I think August is what it was. But yeah, it was really crappy. I uh, I'd woken up um, to go do regular labs and I've been having these, those jolts like in your legs where you flinch cause your, your body's like has so many toxins. It's like flinching. Your nerves are freaking out and your immune system doesn't know what to do cause there's so much toxic stuff in there cause your kidneys aren't working. It's not filtering anything. And so I went and did these labs felt like crap. I couldn't pee there and so i told her i was sorry i was like I, I don't know what to do you know I, I was trying for like eight minutes and this had been going on for like a week but it goes off and on you know with my kidneys and my kidney hadn't started to hurt yet but anyways um sitting there and i wake up go do my labs uh luckily i'm pretty close to a hospital that does the labs it's the outpatient one so i do those labs. Um, I'm sitting there, come back, uh, take a shower, and I'm getting ready to, you know, go back to sleep because I had to wake up and do my labs at, I think, 7.30. So I had to be there by 7. And so um, I do that, and then I get a phone call, and it's my doctor, and he's sitting there, and he's like, hey, Devin, how you feeling, man? And I'm like, oh, you know, feeling pretty tired. Um, You know, I've been pretty sleepy. And he's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, well, he's like, anything else? And I'm like, yeah, I haven't been able to really pee. You know, my legs are starting to jolt. That happened, like, you know, three nights in a row. And enough that it woke me up which is sort of you know hard because i had to take ambien to go to sleep because of my nerves like that so sort of crazy that woke me up anyways uh he's like well he's like um you know your creatinine level is really really high um and then a creatinine level is basically the the thing that they measure in your urine I'm sorry, in your blood that says, like, you know, how bad things are failing. Um, usually, like, an average person's creatinine, I think, is at zero or negative. And mine at that point was at, like, I think 14, almost close to 14. I think it was, like, 13.8 or 9.5. So, basically, my kidneys were failing, um, you know, and... He's like, yeah, he's like, your my doctor's like, yeah, your kidneys are failing. And I was like, oh, that's, that's not, you know, that's not good, obviously. Um, you know, with my transplant that I had and everything. And so he's like, well, he's like, I'm direct admitting you to um, the hospital. So he's like, you don't even have to go through admittance. He's like, you just walk up to the transplant floor. And... To help you from there. And so um, I did that. 
and you know it's like all too familiar like i have a i'll see if i can find my checklist i have it might even be on here on one of these that i have because i talk about this in these other chapters um some of my uh out of uh, i don't i don't know i don't know if i can read through some of them like this uh, this next chapter after this health one um i think it is let's see which one is it let's see if this will let me go back uh let's see i think it's in this one yeah maybe it's this one yeah on this chapter i don't know how much of this i'll be able to read um it gets it gets sort of intense um I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Like it's supposed to go right now. It's like ten thirty. I'll depends on how long I'll do this. I'm sort of just babbling right now, but um, yeah. So doctor admits me, and all this crazy shit just starts going down. Like uh, within this time period, uh, my kidneys just start to fail. And I have to go back on dialysis, which is this hemodialysis I'm on right now. And, um, yeah, it's pretty intense. Um, but we're going to skip ahead and we're going to go actually flashback. I lied. We're going to go back in time right now. This is health part chapter one. Um, sorry, this is starting at 17 minutes now. I'm just doing it live. You can hear me ramble or not. But um, here we go. Uh, health part one, health and some trials, December 11th, 2016, 1058 in Avon, Colorado. Um, I was living in Avon because I was working at the uh, Ritz-Carlton that was out there as a chef, uh, the head prep chef out there um, for about a season, and that was fun. And so I decided to write this book during that time because I was alone, living alone again, and... Uh, I wanted to get this done. It's something I wanted to do, so I told myself I'd do it. So, this is uh, artist Paramore song, Careful. Um, and it's on repeat. Uh, I don't know. It's over 10 times. You can count those. I think it might be like 13 or 14. And like I said, it says, Shifting your weight to throw off the pain. Well, you can ignore it, but only for so long. And so, that's sort of how this is. This is my life. Uh, I couldn't ignore what was going on. You know, I wanted to do this and it's still my dream. And so I'm going to try and make that happen. And so um, I've been shifting my weight since I was born. These point O chapters. So those point O chapters, those are in quotes because this used to be like health chapter one point whatever or two point whatever because I had all these versions. So I was going to keep to that. But I thought that would get confusing because it would go from like two and then like four and sometimes like five because I destroyed a lot <laughs> of chapters. I can't even tell you how many times I just started over and then I was just like, you know what? Screw this. I have to do it. I got to get this done. Um, me being a perfectionist and wanting everything, you know, like how some would do it and then how they would view it. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I can't be correct in everything. If there's some errors, then there's some errors. And so I apologize for that. Um, I did my best on researching uh, once I get into the chapters about the bands and things. But they're more about my life and how they pertain 
to uh, Liquid Sessions and Liquid Air in that huge venue restaurant record store that I want to do. So I've been shifting my weight since I was born. These point oh chapters will be about how Liquid Air, Liquid Sessions came to be and why music has been my fucking ultimate outlet as well as some things about myself that will upset some people or maybe if they open their minds, enlighten their view on, um, I should just be myself, myself and the world as whole, as a whole. So I was just saying like people need to open up their minds to different things because um, I was real, I was, uh, I can't talk, I was raised LDS or Latter-day Saint or uh, Mormon as most people know. Um, I don't really relate to that religion anymore right now. Um, it's just something that I don't um, believe in, but um, I don't know. There's just different aspects of things that I'm trying to figure out, you know. I'm going through that phase. But um, with that, I just want those people to be open-minded. Like, yeah, I know I've been cussing, and yeah... I know I'll probably say some things that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this has happened, but it's nothing that my parents did or nothing that um, any of my siblings did, really. This is me like figuring out for myself what I wanted to do, what I wanted to believe in, what I didn't want to believe in, and um, even though you guys have helped me out and blessed me with your love and your kindness and your donations and different things like that. Um, I hope that doesn't affect that just because that'd be sort of shitty for people to do, you know, like I'm just being me. I'm talking about my life, how my religion helped, how it didn't help, um, how it got me through a lot of these trials right now that I'm going to be speaking about how these parents are my world and I love them. And, they would drop everything and help me out and they still continue to do that and you know um there's amazing people so here we go uh i was born on november 26 1984 i was adopted from calcutta india by the best parents in the entire world i was born 13 weeks early the story I have is very unique, and some of these lyrics will play a part here soon and throughout this entire book, which I still don't know what the hell to call it. I hope some sort of music god like Apollo will help me. Maybe that's why I'm drawn to music in the first place in my obsession with that culture and that time period. So Apollo, if you guys don't know, um, he is considered partly the god of music or the one that helped started it. And so... Um, I'm using Google as my search engine, as like 97% of the people do. The other people do Bing, which I don't know why. I mean, they're getting a little better. And then I think Netscape is coming back. Or Yahoo. Is Yahoo still a thing? I don't know, man. But anyways, so I'm using uh, Google. And it says, uh, you know, Apollo, his strengths and things that he had where um, he was creative, handsome, yeah, of course, both those the, both those are me, uh, supportive in all arts of the civilization, yeah, I support pretty much all arts. Um, my weaknesses, uh, like my father Zeus, 
Apollo is all too happy to enjoy the charms of nymphs and well as the occasional youth in his conquests number in the dozens. So I'm not that was like a little confusing. I'm not sure what that really means. Um I guess he enjoyed maybe sex, which most people do cuz nymphs like a nymphomaniac maybe. Uh occasional youth. Um he likes to be youthful, maybe not act his age. Yeah, I can be immature. That's true. <laughs> and his conquests in numbers in the dozens, so maybe um he likes to fight too much is what I'm guessing, which I used to do um, quite a bit, but I don't really fight with people that much anymore. I'm just like, let the let everything else take care of it, you know, let it play out. That's usually how I am pretty laid back. So um, Apollo, though, he is the god of uh, music, truth, and prophecy, healing, the sun and light, play, poetry, and more. So maybe he has a bad wrath because he does play uh, poetry. Yeah, I write a lot. And so that's why I feel like I'm Apollo. And maybe that's why I'm saying that I was obsessed with that and that culture and that time period. Like, it's very fascinating to me, um, that that culture. Um, I've always been obsessed with it. I remember back in school um, when we had... Uh, I don't forgot. It was like American histories or ancient histories, something like that. But when they talked about, you know, like the Mayans or the Roman Empire or things like that, I was really drawn to the Roman Empire and then the Mayans, and then you know, it just went a little crazy from there. Um, but maybe that's where most of those came from. I need to do one of those twenty-three and Me or whatever those tests are, ancestry tests that you, you know get the blood type. Be interesting to see since. You know, I was adopted to be see if it was correct. So might have to challenge them and see if they get it right. So um, let's see. Yeah, I was obsessed with that culture and time period. These are my awesome parents. Aren't they so cute? It was like a long time ago. <laughs> it was over, uh, I think they're what? Are they close to 60? I know they just did their 50th. And that was a lot of fun. But anyways, all right. I was born at three pounds and six ounces. This is where it becomes interesting. My whole family, as in my siblings, are all adopted from different parts of the world. My sister and brother, Lisa and Kenny, were adopted from the USA. My brother and sister, Sunny and Jay, were adopted from Seoul, Korea. And my sister, Anneli, was adopted from Tonga. Yeah, my parents were doing that whole Angelina and Brad Pitt thing way before it was popular and they really were uh you know they're adopting kids like let's see my one sister yeah like over 40 years ago and so um yeah they're just awesome and so my brothers and sisters like i said we're an international family and um yeah it's just it's just a lot of fun like, when we went out, though, like, people thought that my parents were, like, hosting uh, the, like, Boys and Girls Club for kids because they're just, like, so diverse, you know, like, two white kids, two white parents, and then the rest are brown kids. And you're like, huh, okay. So, anyways, um, but it gets a little more interesting from there. So, my birth event goes like this. My sister, Sunny Nolly, were sick with the chicken pox. 
So the song changed when I was writing this. I wanted to do this like in real time as I'm doing right now because I feel like it's better. Um, it makes it easier for editing and things like that. I know that sounds crazy, but I also wanted it to be real. I wanted it to be transparent. I didn't want it to be like, oh, I'm going to edit out this. I'm going to edit out that. Um, things are going to happen. That's what it's going to be. Like It's going to be live, and that's how I think our lives will progress sooner or later. Like right now I'm listening to Paramore in one of my ears because it's sort of weird just sitting here talking in my room alone set up, but uh, with a, my TV as my monitor. So, <coughs> excuse me, as my second monitor. So, um, so with a song change, sorry to take a drink too. <coughs> with that song change it went to fast in my car by paramore it's on their paramore album like their self-titled album and my mom was praying that i would not come as they knew i was going to be a very premature baby for that time in india so this was 1984 mind you and so my awesome parents were currently residing in cedar uh, cedar city utah they did not want me to arrive, shipped, whatever you want to call it, yet because of my sisters being sick with the chicken pox. And lo and behold, I was the first baby in 1984 to con contract chicken pox in the orphanage. Thus, I was delayed another six months. Hashtag, that would have been a Black Friday. Hashtag, I wonder if that's why I am drawn to it. So... With those hashtags, I'm going to have a lot of hashtags in here. And the interesting thing and one of the marketing things I wanted to do with this was have um, these hashtags be sort of a game. And I've been coming up with this game for a little bit, like probably the last year. Um, it's going to involve some puzzles with uh, those chapters of the top 10 and different things like that. So watch out for that. I'll probably be doing that, though, when I get a little bit bigger following. So... Just follow me along with this podcast. Um, but the reason I said that would have been Black Friday is because it would have been Black Friday. Um, on the 26th, it's always Black Friday, uh, pretty much. It's pretty close to that. At least, like, pretty close. Actually, not always Black Friday. I lied because it changes. But every, I think it's, like, six years now. Every six years, maybe four years, my birthday lands on Thanksgiving. So... Usually the Fridays are close to those weekends are always Black Fridays. Um, and I do like going to Black Fridays. Um, I don't go right when it opens. I'm not one of those one of those people, but I do go a couple hours after just to see what there is. You know, there's some there are some good deals, you know, they can get, you know, like I got some Blu-rays this last year for like six bucks, seven bucks. And um, then I got. What else did I get? I don't know. Anyways. So, um, I was shipped over though in a woven basket with another baby named Kiran, real life Moses shit. So <laughs> yeah, for real, I was shipped over in a basket, um, a woven one. I'll have to show you that. Um, sorry, excuse me. Uh, I had a burp there. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> like Moses, yeah, he was shipped down a river, you know, in a basket, like a woven basket. Um, and so that's pretty much what happened. 
except for mine was in a plane with another baby in the basket. So, you know, it was like a two for one deal. But um, it was Indian custom that the last baby that came out of the basket was able to keep that basket. Hashtag guess who the last baby bitch was. And that was me pretty much. <clears throat> guess who was the last baby bitch and so that was me and so that's why i gotta keep it and i gotta hold on to it um so with these hashtags i'm gonna read some of those hashtags other ones i won't do all the time um so you just have to read along and look and hopefully you can see um yeah it looks like it's still going okay on my camera it might just move because they just moved that table but um it goes to the song change and it's Pierce the Veil, King for a Day, featuring featuring Kellen Quinn of Sleeping with Sirens. Um this music video is so fucking awesome. I suggest all of you go check it out. Um they're basically like robbing a bank and then like the breakdowns and everything is just great. So, you know, things for me were going great. I was active in soccer and basketball. And also little league football till I got demolished by one of the O line teammates in practice of football, and then my scared mother took me out, you know, like any mother would. But pretty much this kid was sitting there and I was running, and he was pushing and I wasn't going fast enough, so he was like pushing me. But instead of pushing me, he like ran over me and he seriously like trampled over like my back. It was like one of those um, little giant moments or whatever. <laughs> you know not where they had to peel me out of the lawn but uh yeah my mom was like watch that and she's like nope out and so if you're following along or you're watching this video you see this is me and i totally look like an alien like this is is crazy <laughs> but that was me look how small it was and what happened is this nurse there's another picture um where this nurse is holding up her thumb next to my foot and it's the exact same size and so you can almost see it right there um let's see if i can zoom in a little bit more i guess that's all let me zoom in but i don't know why so that's about how big my foot was i was really tiny um so I'll get into my actual dimensions. And so I remember like it was yesterday. Um, after my scared mother took me out, I remember like it was yesterday. Life out loud. Oh, the traumatic memory burns of childhood. Life was like a, the breakdown of that song of that song above. Fuck with this new new beat. And so yeah, it's pretty much like that. It's a great song that you guys should check out. Um, I don't know if I can post the link. I might be able to post the link on here, uh, underneath this with it. Um, when I update, update it on my podcast tab up here. So let's jump into it. I remember this too vividly, even though it was so long ago, I just turned 16 and I went into the doctor's office for a regular routine physical to pass for basketball. I went into the doctor's office and I was... <clears throat> feeling ready for the season. I was fucking pumped. I was about ready to walk out. I was putting on my jacket and about 20 steps away from the exit door. My doctor stops my mother and I, and he said, Hey, do you know what? 
see one more test as being young and naive was like um okay what kind of test he said well we need to draw some blood as they took me back to the lab area the doctor having to take my mother aside into another room and talked about something what it was i did not know just at that time i hated needles if you wanted to know um it was a big deal i had my blood drawn and then had to go do a ua or a urinalysis the doctor was going to rush the test and asked us to stay a little longer for the results uh felt like hours plus i was ready to read all the interesting articles in the magazines this uh was way before smartphones kids so you know just reference to anybody's listening to some millennial like why didn't you go on a smartphone well we didn't have smartphones back then uh crazy enough and uh we had to read magazines like they still have in all the rooms and so that's still a thing so yes you can still do that you can put down your phone and read those magazines if you want sometimes so <clears throat> sorry situating myself uh as my mom was going on she was like we just need to wait and see the results of the tests and so once those tests came back which was like an hour the doctor took my mom again into another room and then came out and told me Devin something's wrong with your urine and blood I had no idea that urine could go wrong I just knew that it changed color sometimes as in clear different shades of yellow uh my blood at that age I just didn't understand how blood could go wrong either was I a vampire or a zombie I was hoping for either one. The doctor then told me, Devin, your urine has traces of blood and protein. I then asked, um, what? I didn't see any blood in there. He explained that it was on a microscopic level. He then said that I need to stay in town in case something happened. I asked, well, what could happen? He explained that I need to go to Children's Mercy in Kansas City, Missouri soon for a kidney biopsy, but the soonest available time would be in two weeks. My mom then told him that we had just won Family of the Year 2001, in quotes, in a town of Blue Springs, Missouri, which entailed a 19-inch Panasonic television which was huge back then, a Hy-Vee, which was a local supermarket, gift card for $150, and a fucking two-day pass to Disney World, as well as hotel accommodations for four days. Sorry, just dropped my pen. Uh, Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Never again did they do such an expensive family of the year. The only sucky part was that it did not include travel. Luckily, we had one of those Osage Ford minivans. Yes, it was one with the bitchin' models with the maroon curtains and chairs. Hashtag fancy. And it was pretty fancy. Um, however, as awesome as my dad was, once it hit nighttime, 8 slash 9 o'clock, he became into a scary driver. So, um, <laughs> my dad pretty much would drive uh in 
<laughs> just I don't know. He would drive, and so like during this drive, like when we wanted to do this, I'm explaining how during this drive, the rule of thumb that we told everybody was that if you went on a road trip with our family, fall asleep fast, or you would be awake for a pretty long time. Um, as you're scared for your life, just because uh, my dad would be driving and then he'd hit those rumble strips on the side of the road like every 15 to 20 minutes, like without fail. Like he would just be like daydreaming about something and then he'd just sort of be off. Of and so I remember many trips like where we just tried to stay awake and the rest of the family was asleep. And we just, um, my dad and I would just make eye contact in the rear view mirror. And I knew, I just knew I was safe. Like I, I couldn't sleep. I was a pretty light sleeper. And so for me to, um, try to get to sleep and do that was a little complicated. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I just knew I was safe, so uh, during those times, though, like my dad and I in the car, we'd talk about whatever we wanted to, and so I I cherish those uh, moments that I had with my father. He's such an amazing person. I can't even describe in words how much of an example he is, and so during there, my song changes to Everlong. Um, I love Dave Grohl. He's awesome, and I'm so glad I had the chance to finally see them. And I got to see them again, actually, this last year. And so I'll talk about that, too, when I go towards um, those chapters and um, talk about that concert that I just saw. And I'll show uh, the newer pictures. I think I still have the old ones. I don't know. I've had a couple drives that I've had that have crashed. So I need to figure out how to resurrect them, as they say. And so... um, yeah, I don't know. So, um, my father would then hit uh, those rumble strips, getting back to the story, on the interstate for um, drowsy drivers. Even, you know, those basically what they were for drowsy drivers to wake them up. And it always woke me up. That's why no one would be able to sleep. And so, um, back then, they didn't really have energy drinks. And so, um, if he was drowsy, he would take two, 250 milligram no-dose, sometimes more, which are caffeine pills. So there's just straight caffeine pills that people used to take. And yeah, that's a ton. There weren't any energy drinks. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, well, what about coffee? Well, we didn't drink coffee. Yes. That shit could make you crash as in sleepiness and as well, uh, as very dangerous for your heart. We didn't really know any better. You know, it's sort of like in the 70s when they figured out that drinking alcohol and smoking cigarettes were bad for babies. Yeah, medical technology did not accelerate at the speed it does now, young gun millennials. Even then, all the things ingested or medical anomalies should be researched and funded more on the effects on your body. Not sure how the politics of that comes into play, but I bet a lot more than we think um so basically went on a side tangent about that um talking about that and so i remember 
just with those nose does i used to take those all the time when i used to go on road trips before energy drinks like they the only energy that we had back then before red bull which was the first energy drink like real energy drink that was marketed well that people knew about um was just mountain dew and mountain dew just with all that sugar would make you crash and so um i remember i was coming back from a road trip it was sort of scary we had to pull over and fall asleep on the side of the road for like an hour because both of us couldn't drive because we had taken those nodos and we downed i think like a 12 ounce bottle back then because i don't think they had 16 i think it was 12 might have been 16 ounces 16 ounce uh bottle of mountain dew and we were getting that crashing feeling and i remember i like fell asleep and i like had woken up and i don't remember and so i just had i just like right then i just didn't even take any chances and i pulled right over and i was like dude i was like i can't drive and this was seriously maybe after my friend josh had fallen asleep for an hour <laughs> he was so pissed and so he had to drive a little bit and we had to go like in shifts and then after like the second hour we just pulled over and fell asleep for a little bit because we couldn't do it anymore you know so back to the story so um we're headed out to florida uh for that trip that we had won for family of the year which was pretty awesome and i'll get more into that um a little bit as we go into here and so um anyways we headed out two weeks before so two weeks before we headed to florida I remember trying to get my brother Jay to get off work and come with us to Florida, but he couldn't get off work, so it sucked. Uh, I just wanted our whole family to experience Disney World for the first time together because I'd never been there. Uh, my mom was constantly asking if I was okay, of course, being a mother, which was great, and it was fine. I was feeling, I was actually feeling fine the whole time, and um. You know, I just sort of had a, what was it? What does it say? Sorry, I lost my place right now. Asking if I was okay and limiting my time with my friends and other weird random things. I was like, I was like, okay, I would just play some video games. Maybe try to beat Sonic 2 again. Because during then, one of our friends had let us use his uh, TV in VCR. This was like crazy though. Because this was like back in... Yeah, 1999 is when this was. And so um, to put that in your car was sort of crazy. And so we put that in there, and it took up, like, part, pretty much a lot of the room. We couldn't put down the mattress, I remember, um, in there. But we all wanted it because we could watch things and we could play games on there. So um, I tried to beat Sonic 2 again. I think I did. Um but then I decided to turn it off and just listen to music. And so um, we arrived in Florida, and our hotel was not a bad one. We had palm trees around the pool, and the room, well, actually was way sketchy as I think about it. I remember we went to, like, a Florida nostalgia store, and it was two levels of awesome. I picked out a Florida shirt and a toy. 
I woke up sur- super early for the nice continental breakfast, but we missed it. So Mickey D's it was. We had to wait a little for the tram to take us to another shuttle. We then arrived at Disney World, and it was so much more than I expected. My brother Kidney and Kinney and I went on a lot of rides together. We figured out on the second day that our tickets worked for fast passes. Back then, you would insert your ticket into the passenger's carousel, and it would spit out two tickets for what ride you were currently near. My brother and I rode the Tower of Terror six times in a row. Yeah, uh, don't do that. Uh, it can make you super fucking queasy, a.k.a. sick to your stomach. So we did. It was crazy. We were sitting there, and so um, back then they had the carousels, and you just stuck in your tickets and we had two days and so we had two of the we had both the passes with us for some day and so my brother kidney and i were we put it in the carousel the second day in there because it spit out the other ticket and so it counted and so what we did is <coughs> we did it uh six times in a row meaning we went down there put in our tickets twice got two tickets went road again got two more tickets you know so you had to do it three times so you could get six tickets and so we got the six tickets and we did it and oh man on the fifth i remember no probably on the fourth one i was feeling so sick but my brother kenny just still wanted to go because he loved it he loved the drop and you did you wouldn't think that that would make you sick but going up and down and getting dropped like that in the elevator and then yeah the floor and stuff oh man it it may be pretty sick to my stomach so we never did that again um back to the story uh song change armor for sleep smile for the camera i know that i will be thrown into a couple situations that were never as bad as i thought it was once this company launches well maybe maybe not this band is so amazing especially their album what to do when you're dead Yes, that album in particular will be mentioned in this book, Speechless. Many papers wrote about that album and how I was affected. Hopefully, I can find the last one I did. So that I left that in there. So the reason, if you're following along, like <clears throat> you can see that some of these um, fonts are different. So uh, in this read through, I was going to tell you that like this font right here is you can see that it's different than this one and so the reason i did that was that these were like expert excerpts or notes that i had wrote down and put in um you know just as random you know just to make it like live you know for it to be real like to tell people you know i did write this in real time and these were the notes i wrote yeah the in-between parts are a little doctored um you know they had to be edited because you know, I can't really ad lib it, even though right now I am adding ad libbing it. So, um, we'll see how that works, how that works out. Um, but this band, Armor for Sleep, um, I well, you can look ahead, but they're one of the bands that are in this top 10, and this uh, Smile for the Camera album had just come out, and so, um, well, not had just come out, it had just played uh random when i was writing this because i listen to music uh when i do pretty much a lot of things that take my attention because it actually calms me down 
um, more, which is weird. And then I can remember things a lot better, though, when I listen to music. And I want to do, like, a study or see if the study would do that. Like, a person that takes a test and then they check, like, a CD, you know, into the teacher that has the music on it. And then the teacher makes sure that there's no notes on it and then hands those out to those kids. And then maybe they could remember better. I don't know. It'd be something interesting to figure out to see if uh, that would be something that would work out. But um, I talk about these papers and different things that I wrote about. Uh, Maybe I could find the paper that I wrote. Um, I'm trying to think. I think it's in a bin somewhere in my storage. It may not be. Anyways, um, so we're at Disneyland. I mean, sorry, Disney World. My brother and Kenny, I just come off the new Rock and Reeler ride, um, courtesy soundtrack of Aerosmith. I had purchased this Rockstar Access Pass. I've always wanted to be one, singing in front of people that you love and have your music that hits that surreal button so basically like for me yeah that would be the most cool the coolest thing like you coming up with lyrics you being in front of like say like maybe a thousand people or even more you know if you got really big and just singing you know i had that opportunity a little bit when i was in a band back in the day (laughs) singing in front of people but it wasn't more than like 25 maybe 30 um, one of them was a basement. <laughs> it was a basement party. That was crazy. Um, <laughs> man, that was nuts. Yeah, there was probably like, what, 14 people there? Maybe 12? And we were just rocking out. We were doing covers of uh, Boxcar Racer. I did Elevator. And then uh, I did Buried Alive by The Used. And then I did um, Small Things. Like good Charlotte, so it was like a you know a weird mix of songs, and we did three songs before it got broken up before something happened. Like somebody said, like the cops were coming or something like that, <clears throat> and everyone freaked out because some people were smoking weed in the other room. But I don't know if that was true or not. We didn't care. We just kept on playing, and nobody came. So whatever. Um. <clears throat> Sorry, that was sort of a side tad. <clears throat> Dang, I gotta take a drink. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> Dang. Let's see, I've been speaking for almost an hour. <clears throat> That's probably why I gotta talk more. Uh, I guess. I don't know. Whatever ignore that (laughs) um so um yeah it'd just be cool to have that surreal feeling of singing to people you know like even more than like what i had had you know and it's just cool it's just a fun feeling like even that small amount of people it was fun because people come up and say you know awesome things about you or your voice or like when i would scream like I'm a pretty decent screamer. I can sing all right. It's getting a little bit better. I probably, you know, like a lot of people don't like their voice and that's supposed to happen. Um, I don't like my voice in these recordings. I probably won't even really re- listen to these recordings that much, maybe once. 
because I don't I don't want to hear my voice talk. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, so, um, as we were walking back up to meet with my family, this hottie yelled, "Nice ass!" As I walked to the meeting spot, she was sitting on a bench waiting for her family. Also, as the park had just announced it was closing, I felt great about that because if you know me, I have no ass. Maybe it was that little pick me up I needed. Because right then and there, all of a sudden, I couldn't walk anymore. It finally hit the joint pain. Um, it felt like someone had just switched off my ability to walk. My brother Kidney decided to piggyback me the rest of the way because he saw I was in, he was in the pain, or that I was in the pain. <clears throat> um, I couldn't walk. Um. Yeah, I I started to cry because I just didn't understand. Um, hashtag I'm getting a little emotional now, like I am right now. Um, right then and there, I almost collapsed. I was dependent on my brother. He carried me the rest of the way. Um, he actually carried me again in my life. Um, you know that one time when you almost die at your sister's wedding. <laughs> um. Damn, all these memories are flooding back to me. Shit, man, this is getting fucking hard. Um, as we got back in the car, I was crying even harder because I tried to walk, but nothing. I did not fucking understand why I couldn't walk. I was helpless, and I thought I was paralyzed. My family sitting there in silence as they're just trying to calm me down, but at the same time not wanting to accept what the hell was really going down. The people in the shuttle on the way back looked at me like I was fucking crazy. It was a harsh thing to feel their harsh energy. It was a hard thing to feel their harsh energy on top of everything that was unfolding before my eyes. Um, my brother then carried me to the hotel room and that's when shit became even more real. I remember I wanted to swim, but I could not join my family. I sat and watched TV. As some of my family enjoyed the pool, my mom and sister, Annalie, were in the hotel room at that time. I believe that is when I was starting to understand what my doctor had said earlier. I also became very aware that my body was shutting down and shutting down fast. However, all I could think about was my family swimming. <laughs> I love water and anything water related, hence the name liquid air slash liquid sessions. I'm obsessed by how many things you can manipulate with this extraordinary element. <coughs> the ride home, all I could do was listen to music and pray. My parents almost flew me home, but I wanted to be strong for myself, but also my family. After the blessed trip, I have my appointment at Children's Mercy the next day for a kidney biopsy. I was scared that I was going to wake up during the procedure. I had a very vivid dream about it. Well, guess what? I woke the fuck up. I remember looking at one of the nurses and I said, hey, where am I? As I looked around and then she gasped me. 
right as I turned and looked at her, I still remember the horror on her face. Along with that story, as I backtrack a little bit, I was typing in the pre-surgery um, and a perfect song change happened. And it was the early November, the rest of my life. And this note that I put in here, um, it's one of their lyrics. And it's from that song, Rest of My Life. And it says, first day of the rest of my life, I never wanted to go. A blank stare from a positive mind is all I wanted to know. Brought up by the love of my life, though never knowing it shows. In no time I'll be counting the line between my sickness and gold. And then um, he breaks down and he goes, this spaceship is out of control. And he <clears throat> goes into it. It's a pretty sweet song. Um Little did I know that this was the first day of the rest of my life. Um, this is me now. Um, little did I know that this was the first day of the rest of my life. Literally, I had a, I had a beyond positive mind going into this whole thing, but it was just a blank stare of an unknown abyss. Um, <clears throat> so I was sitting pre-operation. And the nurse was drawing blood for protocol, or that's what she told me. I was sitting on the gurney, and she pricked me. And then for some reason, she left to go obtain a test tube or something. I was then sitting on the table, not really paying attention, because back then, I couldn't look at needles. I look, I then looked down, and I began to spew blood, like, all over the place. I was like, um... So should this be happening? Yeah, just blood everywhere. Um and and then she she's like she stepped in it and she slipped and so then my heart started beating more and it shot more blood. Like it was like old faithful, like just back then it was just like just like came rushing out. She slipped, she caught herself luckily, she didn't like slide and get blood. But she, like, well, she did slide, and she got blood everywhere, but she didn't have, like, on her hands, really. She caught herself, and <clears throat> I was about ready to jump down from the table and help her, but they told me specifically not to move, so I bade. So I just sat there and watched um, all this blood come out, because um, she didn't tell me to, like, pinch it down or do, you know, anything, and being 16, being in this new scary place as they're taking my blood and I'm about ready to get, like, a biopsy, which I didn't know what the hell that was. And it's just where they small prick prick you, you know, with a needle, like, and they hit a trigger and it slices part of your kidney and then they pull it out, and then they test it and look at it, you know, see what it looks like. And so they did, like, three different spots on <clears throat> both of my kidneys. I think there's a total of six different spots um, that they did. But, I, you know, like I was saying, like, I remember, um, yeah, waking up during it, and it scared the shit out of me. Um, so anyways... It took them another 30 minutes to clean up the mess as blood was everywhere. 
uh i was not sickened out by the blood it was somewhat weird as i should have been because up until then i was but i wasn't i was very calm <clears throat> and i had faith that things would work out little did i know i was completely wrong in right in ways i never thought i'd ever fucking know like they like i had no idea what the hell was gonna happen um <clears throat> you can see on here um this is the wrong date you're like this isn't the right date but well i had released this earlier um i wanted to release this you know a couple weeks before my birthday my 33rd birthday <coughs> sorry on my 33rd birthday Man, I gotta get another drink. Hold on, sorry guys. <clears throat> um. Yeah, so I released this. I had a timeline of doing this, and it sort of got screwed up, like everything does in my weird life of health. Um. But I did release everything before my thirty-third birthday. And I did want to get these podcasts going before then. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I did on some of the part, um, but then I scrapped them because I didn't like what it sounded like. And so now I'm just not going to listen to it. And all the weird <clears throat> burps, all the weird things with my voice, who cares? It happens, um, you know. My voice will get better as time as I start talking more. <coughs> Man. But it's not helping out right now. So. <coughs> oh, man. Sorry, guys. <coughs> this is what I was talking about. Like, things like this would happen. And, you know, it's not perfect. But this is transparent. You know, like, people... Their voices get dry and scratchy when they haven't talked for over an hour and 30 minutes straight. Because I was talking to my mom for like a half an hour before this. So, anyways, <clears throat> um, this next chapter you can check out. Thank you guys for looking at it. If you guys want to follow along, you can check out the video that I'll post up here um, and read along. Because I don't know if you can read... I don't know if you guys can even read this without zooming in on your own monitor. Um, cause I can't, I can't read it. I can't zoom in like, so you guys can see it all the way. Cause I still need to read it on mine, my end. But, um, I will be putting up the next chapter of the health one. Um, cause I'm going to go in order. I'm not sure how much of this one I'll be able to read. Um, if I remember right, some crazy stuff happens at the end. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, some interesting, let's see, does this say anything I'm trying to remember? Yeah, so I think I'll be able to read that one. I think it's the next one I won't be able to read, um, all the way. Um, you'll understand if you read it, but if I can read it, uh... Might take a lot of breaks in it. Some breaks I'll try to be strong and just push through it and read. 
Um, I don't know how in depth I'll be after the reading about different things. Um, and if you guys want to comment, you totally can too. Um, you can comment in this section right here and I'll try to reply to you guys soon or like put in a post or something. Um, I'm trying to get a YouTube up. I'll probably have that up soon too. It's probably at liquid sessions. And so if you guys want to check this out and follow along, it is liquidsessions.com and that is spelled L I Q U I D E S E S S I O N S dot com. Um, so it's pretty much just liquid, but after the D, there is an E. Um, I did that. You're like, why did you do that? Um, I did it on purpose because I wanted it to be like a weird, like Latin, um, I don't know, like a different language, something just different. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to check out this site, tell everyone else. I'm going to read these chapters. And then once I get into these, um, after all the sort of the health ones, I'm not going to go all the way into them. I'm trying to debate if I want to read all the health chapters. I'll probably read everything through um, that I have posted so far. And then from there, it will be... Um, you know, me just talking about concerts, about music, about how these bands have influenced me, how uh, new bands influenced me, the local scene here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, I'll be talking about, you know, weird technology things, weird things that I've had encountered on road trips. Um, some people know about that. They know what I'm talking about. Um, and I'm going to try to get some guests in here as well. Um, so we can talk about local scene and different things that are happening, you know, just different things that interest me. Um, so keep up to date, you know, um, put this in your RSS link so you can get updates when things, uh, happen that are new. So like for instance, uh, in the podcast, I had updated this logo right here. Um, with a green background and the podcast in it. So that probably came in people's RSS feeds. And so if you want to contact me, I do have an Instagram. I do have a Twitter. I'll be trying to do everything um, as quickly as I can, but sort of bear with me because I am a one person thing trying to run this. Um, but if you guys do want to help out or want to you know, be on this podcast, you have something interesting you want to talk about, like, I'm down to sit here next to you on my little portable foldable table table. And, you know, we can talk about whatever. Um, thank you guys for being awesome and supporting me. You know, um, I'll be talking more about what's going on with my transplant. I do have some exciting news um, that's happening. And I do have some sort of sad news, but the sad news might be canceled out. I'm not entirely sure, um, but like the sad news is also good news because it helps out in the long run. So we will see. Um, that will leave up to your imagination. Um, in those little tile things, um, I can't remember if I talked about them, but they're uh, basically lyrics that I have done. In cool, weird ways. Um, some could be t-shirts. Some could just be, 
you know what the purpose is for it but um those puzzles will be happening here maybe soon depending on how big things happen or they might not happen for a little while you know if you let your friends know and i can see that things are going up and you know get a decent following then i'll probably start doing it start doing prizes and puzzles the things i've wanted to do um for a while that i've had in mind but also uh if you know richard branson tell him to get in touch with me because uh this will make him a lot of money and um i'll probably you know i'm thinking that i'll probably be able to pay him back within uh six years seven years you know for everything if it goes 50 50 so we will see um it doesn't have to go 50 50 though it could go whatever he wants you know it'd just be fun to meet with him and tell him about my dream about liquid air which is that venue restaurant and record store um I haven't given up on it. It will make a bunch of money. It's uh, costed out to the penny. Like I said, um, except for the construction costs, I even have my vendors for my restaurant. Um, that is super badass. Um, just the layout is sweet. And so, um, yeah, I'm trying to debate if I want to release that to the public. It might happen might not I might have to talk to a lawyer and see exactly what i should do but um thank you guys for listening i'll be trying to do these as quick as i can i'm trying to see if i can release uh you know quite a quite a few well not quite a few like maybe three at a time so um it'll get caught up and you know you can hear me read through it if you guys have read through it already um I mean, if you guys want to, you can. Um, this right here is just uh, my Instagram from Liquid Air. Um, and it uh, is just showing you, like, <clears throat> different things. Like, all the bands. There's Finch, the Beastie Boys, 30 Seconds to Mars, like, Park City, 303, some health stuff. Uh, a lot of signed Things. These are all my posters. There's Quiet Drive, Hello Goodbye, Armor for Sleep, Like You Boys, Just Surrender, Newfound Glory, you know, Icy Stars, Under Oath, um, <coughs> Waking Ashland, Coping, uh, Coding Cambria, The Ataris, and everything is thinking now, of course, you know, so... You can check that out, um, you know, follow me. Uh, There's a bunch of signed stuff. This is going through my collection. Um, this is my proof that I've been there. There's Academy is, Saith, and Paramore, um, different, mag like, alternative press magazine. Um, you know, I'd love to do an interview with them because I've been in this music industry for quite a while, and I call it my own industry because I've created a business that, no one has thought of like there's this is the only one in the world i'm hoping that there be more um you know i have different locations i want to do them in uh if it went international you know i've thought that ahead in time so um yeah this is my life uh this is gonna be it i'll be talking 
like I said, about music, local scene, tech, um, just weird things, all sorts of cool stuff. So keep everybody interested. Um, and I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, keep warm if you're in Utah or anywhere, really. I think in the Midwest to part of the East Coast, we got hit with a huge storm. We got like uh, seven, eight inches here in Salt Lake City. So um, love you guys. Keep being awesome. I'll keep updating you. You know, keep positive attitude. That's how you got to get through things. Um, life can be hard, you know. It's definitely not set in stone as anything is. But, you know, you just got to power through it. Um, believe in yourself. Write down goals. That's a huge thing. That's been uh, proven that if you write out your goals and post them where you can see them, you're more likely to do them, uh, probably because you're looking at them every day. I have tons of notes everywhere, and you need to handwrite them. You can't really, you, you can't type them out on the computer, but I found if you do handwrite them, you remember them better, and you're more likely to um, succeed at doing them so do that if you guys can if you're wanting to improve your life and i'm down to chat with you guys uh shoot me an email it's liquid sessions at gmail.com and um tell your friends you know i'm hoping this gets big because i want this to i want this to get big because i want to change the world you know like a lot of this money is going to go back into charities um i'm going to have a I have a crazy marketing scheme and not a scheme i shouldn't say scheme because it's not tricking anybody i have this marketing plan that um will you know it could change the industry if it goes all the way to the end because people will want to come to your establishment because you're helping other people they get cool fucking prizes um, randomly I'll walk around give out prizes I'll send people things you know and all this is because I'm using my mainly I'm using my own money like I why wouldn't you use your money to put back into your company like once I get set and I'm you know I'm living and having a you know a decent time to the standards I like which could be high you know they could be small it depends but, you know, I'm human. I like cool shit just as everybody else. So what do I do? I'll do fun stuff for everybody. I have cool games set up. I want bands to get more involved with their fans. I have some cool ideas for that. Some have happened. Some haven't. Um, you know, uh, I'm constantly evolving to make this thing better for for anyone that comes into the establishment, I want them to feel like they're in a different world that, like, the, this is like the musician's world. Like, you you could see a famous person if they want to be there or not, you know, but more than likely, you'll have a sweet time. Um, there's just a lot of cool ideas I've put into this and I've thought about for a long time since I was 14 I wanted to start a venue you know um because I went to my first concert when I was I think 11 or 12 and I was pretty young you know 
back then, just 90, what, five, four, I don't know, shit, whatever that age is, let's see, to, yeah, so, um, it's just interesting, like, the, the drive that I've had, and that I continue to have, even though I've had failures, of course you're gonna have failures along the way, and I've been at this for over, I've been at seven years now, and I haven't given up because I know that'll happen sooner or later. Like, I need to get my voice out there. This is what I'm doing. This is finally happening, you know? Um, it's just like, and, uh, a, you know, like the Paramore, like if we're going back to those, like, um, the truth will set you free. And so, um, the truth, well, she says the truth never set me free. So I'll do it myself. And that's in the song careful. And, um, that's how it was. Like people want to hear the truth. And even if they hear it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't always set them free. So you have to figure out a different way how to do it. And so that's what I'm doing. You know, like I'm just talking, I'm just going to get my voice out there. Hopefully something awesome happens. Um, but, um, like sticking with the Paramore theme for this chapter a little bit. Um, it's not a dream anymore. It's worth fighting for. And what a waste it would have been for real if I didn't get this going. Like, I've been doing this for so long or just thinking about it. And with my resume, if you go to this about page up here, um, you'll see that, like, what my dream is. You know, there's a little axe. There's a towel right there. Woo, look at that towel. Nice. Um... You know, this is me. This is, I'm a chef obsessed with music, gastronomy, fashion, and anything entertainment, awesome people. And I'm keeping on while keeping it real. So my resume, like I've been to almost 300 concerts now. I'm like about there. I think... I think I w had broken it with the Foo Fighters one. I'll have to tally it up and get back to you guys, but I know I'm really close to about 300 concerts. And uh, most of these, uh, about 97% were artists with recording contracts. So that means that they could have been local bands, but they still had a recording contract like with a company, um, big or small, you know, um, but they, I didn't count like shows where they didn't have recording contracts. That's why the 3% aren't in there. Um, so yeah, I've been, that's, that's my life guys. Like I go to concerts and I do dialysis <laughs> and I know those sound like those don't mix. You just got to make sure you don't go into the pit. And if you do decide to go in the pit, you have to cover your chest and you have to have someone else help you. Um, like you just run around a circle, you're in and out. 
that's how it has to be. But I haven't been in a pit in a long time because if for some reason I got hit in the chest or someone yanked on this uh, dialysis catheter, so it's in my chest and it goes all the way back to my heart and it has two little tubes that are sitting right next to my heart and I'll um, see if I can post a picture. I do need to write that down. I need to write down all these pictures I'm supposed to be posting. So, damn, I might have to listen to this. Um, I don't even know where my pen went. Anyways, not worry about that. But, um, yeah, the it goes right back to my heart, and there's two tubes just sitting there, and um, it sucks and pulls into my heart, and that's how it works. And so if I got hit in the chest really hard, that could send a shock right to my heart in a sense, or it could screwed up like it might hurt or disrupt the vein that's in there but if someone pulled it out i would have the possibility of bleeding out and so that would be really bad so i don't go into pits or crowd surf right now but that's okay um but yeah music is my life it seriously is and has gotten through my existence so yeah guys i could talk your ear off all night and uh We'll get back to my stories. We're, we're about a minute and 25. So thank you again. Love you guys. Tell all your friends. Liquid Sessions. Uh, that is my Twitter. In my in, There's an Instagram. But Liquid Air. Just L-I-Q-U-I-D-E-A-I-R is my personal one. But I'll be getting my business one going here soon. Um, check out my website. If you guys want to read ahead, you definitely can. You can at least read through my resume. This was me way back in the day when I had both those ports. So that port is this right here that I was talking about. And then this is the peritoneal, the one that goes through my stomach. And I'll talk about that later as well. But um, we'll get into this. Uh, I'm a survivor of uh, 17 chemo treatments and I have SLE lupus I have had four hip replacements and some other health shit so check it out thank you guys love you and uh, that's it have a great night or day or whatever uh, astrosphere you're in